with everything I'd learned working with uh, 340B and how pharmacy management systems talk with each other, with your wholesaler, et cetera. And I was like, we can build a really nice uh, control substance at compliance tool. Welcome to the Becoming a Pharmacy Badass podcast, where we talk about how to diversify your revenue streams, increase your net income, and optimize your operations to create the pharmacy of your dreams. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Well, hello there, everyone. Dr. Lisa Faust here, and I have a fantastic episode for you. This is more of a follow-up, if you will, uh, to an episode we did about a year ago. So it's my absolute pleasure to introduce you to Roland from C2Keep. And if you haven't heard about C2Keep, um, you certainly can go back and listen to our first episode, but we'll also catch you up along the way on this one. And so Roland, thank you so much for joining me. Um, it's been a pleasure to get to know you for the past you know, year plus and to see the growth of C2Keep and all the wonderful things you're doing for independent pharmacy. So um, for anybody who doesn't know C2Keep, um, they're like, what are they talking about? Um, can you give us like a brief just overall of you know what it is that you guys do for independent pharmacy owners and a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me on again, Lisa. It's nice to catch up and reminisce and congratulations on all the growth and uh, work that you're doing with Pharmacy Badass. Uh, pretty neat. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but, but C2Keep is essentially a controlled substance at compliance tool that um, I sought to create after going through a board of pharmacy inspection and finding out that I was not compliant with the Controlled Substance Act, uh, despite our best efforts and thinking that we were, which is like classic, uh, you know, pharmacy um, experiences where you graduate from school, you're in the leadership position, and then you're learning about the rules and regulations um, after or during an audit, which is usually too late. Uh, thankfully, it was a, a board of pharmacy inspection, not a DEA audit. And so we, you know, had to implement some changes, which we did. And I got to thinking about our current processes. And I just thought, man, most of us in the independent space, we're doing this manually with a logbook. Um, it was already a pain even before the audit. And then I thought with everything I'd learned working with uh, 340B and how pharmacy management systems talk with each other, with your wholesaler, et cetera. I was like, we can build a really nice uh, control substance at compliance tool. And one that would be more efficient, would allow you to uh, um, be compliant, maintain that compliance, prevent diversion. And that's what I sought out to build. And that's really what C2Keep is for um, independent pharmacies right now. And then we'll branch out to other areas of healthcare pretty soon. That is awesome. Well, for independent pharmacy owners right now, it is a turbulent time when it comes to compliance. Everything from the Supply Chain Act to the DEA to just lots of different things are coming down hard on independent pharmacy owners. And, um, you know, I actually just did a recording with RJ Hedges, who just, who's another in compliance with compounding and all those things. And, you know, I think what he said applies to no matter what the compliance is, is if you're expecting to be able to do it all on your own, you know, then you're like expecting to fail. Like there's no way you can manage all of the compliance on your own. And when it comes to controlled drugs, I mean, you do not want to go through and piss off the DEA. Like you said, you're lucky it was just a board of pharmacy and not a DEA. 
And as somebody who's owned pharmacy, who has also had employees steal from you, uh, I think this is a really important tool. This is what I really liked is because um, records in a book with paper, it's amazing how they can be altered and they can be altered in, in ways that look legitimate, uh, but in fact are not. And the thing that I loved initially, my very first like intro into your software was this whole just like audit trail that nobody could do anything in the software without it being like logged. And, and for, I think for a lot of employees who might be thinking of stealing, having just those guardrails, I think is a huge deterrent. So for no other reason, you know, if, even if you, if you give out the time savings and the compliance and you could sleep well at night, knowing that you're going to pass your DEA, I think just deterring employees from thieving in the first place is like a number one reason to go get this. So like to me, like that, that right there is, is hands down. So you've had C2 Keep now for over a year. Um, it's a software, software changes like by the hour. <laughs> um, tell us, you know, for somebody who maybe looked at this initially when you first launched, you know, what's different about C2 Keep now than it was when you first launched? Ah, uh, uh... A lot is different. And a lot of what you've said, uh, actually, you piggyback off of that to speak to what's different. Now, when I started, I was like, okay, I just want to create a tool that can track our C2s better than a logbook. And then it turned into this compliance piece. And one of the big things that is different now um, has to do with, if you think about who our initial customers are, right? Uh, one of the customer segments are folks who have gone through an audit and have to implement a corrective action plan. And if I can use one of your words, they basically said, yo, if I had C2 Keep, I would have saved, you know, upwards of over 200 hours in um, working with a lawyer. Those are legal fees that they could have avoided if they had C2 Keep. And that's because with the way we track the information, it allows you as a pharmacy owner, a pharmacist in charge, who is going through an audit to feel very comfortable about telling a complete story to the auditor because you're seeing that audit trail. And then the guardrails that we've put in place. I know many people who have also maybe not gone through an audit, but have gone through theft, have said, I need to implement this because we've had some questionable employees, including pharmacists come through. And now we're held liable as pharmacy owners because we did not take corrective action early or we did not fire that pharmacist. And We've seen owners, owners, sorry, we've seen owners come in and say, hey, let's just put this so that everybody knows we're super serious about this, right? And some of the big things that have changed since is continuing to streamline the way those guardrails are used effectively in different pharmacies. Uh, a classic example would be a case where there's only one employee or one employee and one tech who is out to lunch and some of the uh, workflow is in that scenario. Uh, but otherwise, things like, uh, the DA compliant report. That was one big area for me where I said, this thing is actually required to be formatted a certain way. And when we started, we audited about uh, five or six different pharmacies here locally in Kentucky, and none of them were created the right way. They just went into the pharmacy management system in some cases and then printed out the inventory. That's not what the DA wants. And what we've done in the system is literally with three buttons. You click a button, create a DA audit, compliance report, and you select beginning of day or end of day, which you're supposed to do. And that's it. And we have it formatted for you in no time. This is stuff that would take us hours to do. And now it's just click of a button. 
And we also have integrations now. And when we spoke, I think the only integrations we had were with wholesalers at the time. Um, uh, but now we have all major wholesalers, Mary Source Bergen, Cardinal, McKesson, um, some secondaries like Dakota Drug, uh, Kinray, um, API. And then we're also fully integrated with Liberty Software, which has been great. Like the Liberty Software users absolutely love it. When you talk about time savings, efficiencies, tracking that data, it's anyway, it's light and day. Like <laughs> it's light and day. Um, and we're continuing to add on more pharmacy systems um, integrations. And we're also looking for ways to integrate beyond just the pharmacy system so that we don't, because there are about 60 of them out there, Lisa. It's insane. <laughs> I know there's uh, a lot. There's there's a lot. There's definitely Liberty is amazing. And I, I love how they're able to like customize their system so easily. So I'm not surprised that, you know, they integrated you guys right, right, you know, right away. And we're, we're, we're the first. So, but yes, there's a lot of pharmacy systems out there. I know a couple of our members are using you guys, but what is the feedback from pharmacy owners? Because from my standpoint, like it said, like because of my past trauma of employee theft, like that's where my brain goes, but not everybody has that same experience. So what is, what is some of that feedback you hear from pharmacy owners of like why they love it and they continue to like almost I, what I hear, they fall in love with it more. Like they keep finding more and more reasons to enjoy it. But what do, what do you guys hear? Well, it's a whole range of things and it all depends on that customer and why they came onto C2Keep. Uh, but I think one of the big things that's universal is the customer support, right? Like they have me, they have my cell phone number. So they're always texting and we're there fixing issues that come about because as we're bringing in new people, they're, they have different workflows that we're trying to adjust for. And so the customer support is, is I would say, the primary reason why um, we're getting that continuous positive feedback. But if you think about it, let's put on some different hats here. If you're a pharmacy who was filling over 70 prescriptions a day, that's it. Just 70 prescriptions a day and you're using a logbook and you have Liberty software. There's just that pain of going and grabbing that logbook and having to write it in there. Once you're integrated with C2Keep, it's like I said, light and day, right? Um, you're not aware of how much time and effort it takes to go pull out that thing and flip pages when you receive your inventory or when you dispense. But now in C2Keep, all of that is automated. So this is like an expansion of consciousness for the users because they never knew that this could exist. It's brand new. And then secondly, the insights that they get when it's real time, the way they can track um, if they're using multiple brands to fill a script. And then, of course, again, that audit trail. And then the way they could do audits where uh, one unique thing like <laughs> with C2Keep is Let's just say in your pharmacy management system, you did an audit. It said you were supposed to have 120 pills. You end up with 117. You can just change that. Maybe write a note, maybe not write a note. In C2Keep, we don't let you do that. If you change it, you have to tell us why, and it has to make sense. So that like you, Lisa, if you're gone on vacation, you come back a week later, you don't have to be reading like sticky notes that are put throughout <laughs> the pharmacy or trying to figure out a logbook. It's right in there. and You can tell who did it and when. And it just makes sense. Um, another hat here, California-based pharmacists. So California has like the most stringent laws around controlled substances that we've come to learn. And every three months, they have to count all your C2s. And the feedback we've gotten was stuff like, I want to kill myself every three months because I had to go do basically a, a biannual audit. So we've had a lot of customers coming from that state. 
and we've automated. It's a specific California-based 90-day audit report. Again, you do your audit, you click it, saving hours, and people are just signing up because of that. And then, like I said, we have folks who have gone through a DEA audit, and part of the corrective action plan has been every month, you need to send us a report, format it in a certain way. Again, it's not your biannual report of your um, inventory. And it's canned in C2Keep. keep If we have that perpetual, we know what's coming in from your wholesaler. We know what you're dispensing out, including when you're using multiple brands for the same NDC. So your inventory is always accurate. When it comes at the end of the month, time to create that report, push of a button is done. So those are like just four examples of why the feedback has been great. And we're continuing to see that ramp up in the customer signup. So, yeah. Yeah. Saving time and less stress. I mean, that's a good, that's, that's a good benefit. Um, you know, <laughs> I, like I, have a, I have a question for you, not necessarily about C2 key per se, but obviously you're in the world of controlled drugs. You're in the world of the DEA on a daily basis. What kind of things do you see pharmacies, you know, messing up? We'll say, you know, what do you, what do you see as like the biggest um, maybe blind spot for pharmacy owners that they don't know that they're not doing right? Um, you know, just because you talk to so many all the time, um, what's that blind spot? Yeah, I would go back to one of them. I think one of them is just that there's so much around it during that, that you, you learn during an audit, which is way too late. Okay. And a lot of what we've built in C2Keep has been the feedback from customers. So some of the things I did not know were like the unique laws in California, right? And many pharmacies there, when I, if say we do a demo and they see it and they're like, oh, my pharmacy management system does this already. That's what a lot of people say. And we're like, no, no, no. Yes, your pharmacy management system keeps a perpetual inventory. It does its best to do that. But we're honed in on one specific thing here. The DA compliant report is just one of them. And then what's new is the control substance monitoring program. So this is part of the injuncting re injunctive relief that was... Um, um, agreed upon following the opioid crisis lawsuits. So the three major wholesalers are now doing this additional audit on top of what the DEA does with the drug diversion investigators, et cetera. This is brand new that was just implemented um, last year. And we're seeing pharmacies who are going through it. And some of them have come to us and said, hey, can you help us with this? So this is another area where just because the regulations are changing so quickly, there's new laws coming into place. And then there are new requirements for audits. Many pharmacists don't know. And we're trying to be at the forefront of that, right? Um, helping you track right down to the details. And I mean, I, I hate to say this, but <laughs> if you go read up a lot of the, the, the fines on the DA's website, one of the things that uh, comes up is your intention for being compliant does not equate compliance. And I think that's where many pharmacists are going to be in trouble. Um, and then also because they're dealing with so many things, they're like, I haven't been audited in five years. It's not going to, it's not going to happen. It's like, well, okay. <laughs> it does. It might be too late. Yeah. Well, I have heard from many different people because, you know, one of the things that I get to do is talk to so many different people in the industry that, you know, the DEA is really going to be increasing the number of like in pharmacy audits, not only the in pharmacy inspections, like I've bought some pharmacies and 
for the first time we had to wait for an in-person inspection from the DEA. Like that was, that was new. Um, and, but overall that they're just, just going to be increasing their on-site audits. Like, and I've heard that from several different sources from many different types of sources. And, you know, I kind of keep hearing this November date, like November, November, November. And so, you know, whether they come to your pharmacy in November or maybe in 2024, I, I just think that this is an area that, you know, it's kind of coming like, and you know, and there's some ways that you can do it. And yes, you know, I'm a big fan of saving money and, and lowering expenses, but sometimes expenses are worthwhile. And I definitely see, I mean, C2 Keep is not very expensive. And the fact that it can help you be compliant and help prevent future headaches. It's like, if you can get eliminate a stress now, rather than, you know, live with it and go through, you know, frankly, hell, any kind of DEA audit, I'm sure is hell, uh, you know, like to me, it just is smart. And so, you know, just as a cautionary tale, no promises, but for those of you that are listening, I certainly have heard that the DEA is going to be increasing in pharmacy audits, like that is like on their to-do list, if you will. And so I would just caution you that if you don't think you're compliant or you're maybe just not sure, you know, you after maybe after listening, so you're like, well, at the beginning, I thought I would be compliant, but now I'm not. Um, that, you know, it's worth at least just giving C2 keep a, a, a look and seeing how it might be able to integrate into your system because I've used the software, I've logged onto it. Like it's very clean, very user-friendly. And like I said, I love the guardrails. I love the tracking of every single thing. You can't change anything in C2 Keep without like your PIN number and you're like, you're, it's logged by the employee. And it, it just, it, I don't know, it makes you feel like you can sleep at night. And I know I've talked to my pharmacist in charge about it. And it's just like, I feel calm. Like it just eliminates like that wonder of like who's messing with what. And so um, I think that's a huge benefit. So if somebody is listening, Roland, and they want to check it out, um, what's the best way that they can go, you know, either website or email or phone? How can they get a hold of you to figure out if maybe C2 Keep is right for them? Absolutely. Uh, visit C2Keep.com. So that's uh, the letter C, the number two. It's a play on schedule two drugs. Uh, C2KeepKEP.com. And from there, you're going to see all the information you need. You'll be able to schedule a demo with me personally um, or one of our um, employees um, and partners. And we'll walk you through it, make sense of how you can get onboarded and start using it. Um, Lisa, I want to add one more thing. Like when you talk about the DA ramping up audits, this is no joke. Like I said, with the Control Substance Monitoring Program, wholesalers, Wholesalers are going to be auditing your pharmacy surprise. And if you if you read like what the uh, the injunctive relief spells out, like in the first year, they've just said, we're going to go and look at 250 pharmacists and it's just going to wrap up, ramp up from there. And what they intend to do is when they, if they get flagged, like, or oh, your pharmacy is buying, you know, or doing something nefarious, they're going to report that to the DEA. So you could end up with like a wholesaler audit and then a DEA audit, and then an investigation, and, and it just snowballs from there. So given the heels of the opioid crisis, given how old the Controlled Substance Act is, you mentioned the, the Drug Supply Chains um, um, Control Act that's coming into effect later this year. That's brand new as well, but many people are still not compliant with the CSA, or many people can be more compliant with it in an efficient manner which is where uh, C2KIP comes in. And we say, with everything that you have going on, it makes sense to just simplify this work and eliminate those headaches. That's what, that's what I say. And that's how I feel. 
<laughs> yeah, I yeah. couldn't agree more, man. If you can kind of, I always look at it as outsourcing what you can outsource. And then, you know, there's always going to be something left over that you got to do. But this is one of those things that's like, man, because, you know, my goal for pharmacy owners is they're not the ones that are on the bench 100% of the time, all the time. You want to be able to step away, whether it's to go to a conference or a vacation or, you know, take a day off or take your kid to the doctor. You know, you want to know that strict guardrails are still in place, even when you're not there. And so that's, that's what I love about that. So thank you so much, Roland. Uh, we'll have to do an update a little sooner than a year uh, for the next time. Um, but I'm so happy to see everything that you're doing. I hear nothing but positive feedback from our members that uh, use you. And I'm just excited to see what the future brings and excited to see how you help so many pharmacies, you know, prevent the worst when it comes to the DEA. So thank you so much. You're welcome. And thank you for all the support and everything that you do. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you have a more profitable pharmacy for free. One, join my free group at lisasrxgroup.com. Two, get the latest strategies at diversifyrx.com forward slash blog. Three, watch helpful videos at lisasyt.com. Four, hit that subscribe button and please be sure to leave us a five-star review so we can help more pharmacy owners and bring those insights back to you. Becoming a Pharmacy Badass is proud to be a part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network.